Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Thank you. Your exes should be blocked. You know, acknowledging the good things and moving on. We're not about bad vibes here. Are you relationship experts? No. no. <laughs> My pants were wet. <laughs> it ain't even about BDE anymore. It's about thank you, next energy, yeah? Okay, before we start this podcast, we need to address something that's we can't come back without addressing the elephant in the room let's take it to red table talk y'all that's the place where it would go meet me at a spot call the vibe baby are you coming for the ride i just want to stare into your eyes call the vibe why is it jabadi remixing that that's what jabadi should be remixing i got a vibe i got a vibe aldona are you coming for the ride i just want to stare into european eyes european eyes your polsky eyes is she polish i don't know she's Racist. just ambiguously white no ambiguously white immigrant shall i say i could not move on with this return of us without addressing that song is a fucking banger hello we are back bonjour bonjour this is Thank You Next, back in your ears after how long, Raj? It's been a while, isn't it? It's been about, I'd say it's been about just over a month oh, that we've had our little Over break. a month? It feels like, it genuinely feels like forever. I was nervous. It feels like we've had like a summer break. Just yeah. Just because of like, we've done a lot of like summer break stuff. Mm. And for some reason we got a bit of sunshine like in the middle of winter or whenever this was. A lot has been happening. Me and Raj were going through all the shit that's actually gone down since we were uh, recording. Money Heist has been out. Good Girls. Dear White People. Sex Education. Married at First Sight UK. Squid Games. <laughs> Everything's oh my God. going on. And the final season of On My Block, which really let me down. Really let me down. Really pissed off about the writing on that, but yeah. Jesse Nelson has been accused of blackfishing. We even met up the other day and Adele is back with new music. She's bringing out a new album. We met up the other day and you said that Mariah Carey was blackfishing. <laughs> I genuinely, when I was a child, thought Mariah Carey was blackfishing. Honestly, I was like, how is this How is this allowed? And then obviously I realised. So then obviously I was like, yo, <laughs> she's Mariah actually, Carey's black. <laughs> she's actually... <laughs> But she can pass. She can pass as white. But there are black people that can pass yeah, as yeah, white. Yeah. That's that's kind of like what me and you were talking about off off the podcast. Yeah. But, um, it's just that thing that her husband was so controlling, and he wanted to market her as this white woman who made a I believed certain type it. of pop music. I believed it <laughs> as a kid. I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's why when like he was out of the picture, like she was like, "Now nah, that's it. I'm making music with like Diddy. I'm doing this. These are the producers I'm going to work with. This mm. is the sound I'm going to work with. This is the look I'm going to work with. This is how much of my body I'm going to show." She wasn't even allowed to show her body and stuff. Mad thing, sad thing. She was like always covered top to toe. Like she was always covered. It was we were lucky if we saw a bit of cleavage. Remember when she did the cribs and she was like, "I'm going to get into another ensemble." 
<laughs> do you remember that i remember that cribs and then she got into her bathtub and there were like bubbles in her bathtub i remember that cribs and i just thought mariah you go girl you live your life you be free imagine being the guy like filming that you're like what the fuck i literally just came in to just go around someone's house and here we are i think the dude from mtv cribs would probably be used to diva behavior like 100 percent. oh yeah imagine the stories they've got to tell also i remember someone telling me a story about mtv cribs being fake and i was so shocked uh, what you mean like they rent the cribs they rent the house and it's, it's staged i was shook it yeah i don't want to believe that so i'm just gonna ignore that that's fine some of that is easy to believe though when you know the houses were so generic do you remember the house that destiny's child lived in and they all had like their themed room that was too good i believe it but that was their rooms were really nice i based my teenage bedroom off of that room you know her room was like the genie room or whatever was it cultural appropriation <laughs> was it like yo beyonce you ain't jasmine but okay <laughs> Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I don't know. This is just it. Listen, anything could be cultural appropriation. Where this conversation came from initially was I was telling you about Zoltar. So um, me and Raj have had a lot of breaks during this period off. Raj went to Brighton. I went to Brighton, went to Wales and I was on the seaside and I came across Zoltar. Mum kept going on about fucking Zoltar and it's yeah. like a little machine. You put your money in and... Um, it tells you, uh, it tells you. But like, you realise why Zoltar is famous, right? Because he was in the movie Big. Oh, no. Nah. And that's how Tom Hanks became big because he made a wish to be a grown up. No idea. That's why Zoltar has so much cultural relevance because like it's from an 80s movie. She knew what it was. I didn't know. I was just like laughing though because as I was going up to Zoltar, he had all these like, he was wearing a turban. Of course he was. And he had like darkish skin. He had an accent, but it sounded like a Scottish person putting on like this generic accent. It was so weird. Uh, and then he had like a magic lamp at the side. It was really funny. And then whatever he gave us, it gives you a little ticket and it was just bullshit. The little ticket is supposed to be like a fortune teller. So Zoltar is meant to be a fortune teller. And like you go there and they give you a little of a little fortune thing. And the last time I went, he gave me something about a new love that was going to enter my life. And I was there with my ex who I thought I was going to spend my entire life with. So that, that was interesting. But I guess he was right. Zoltar was right. But we were talking about the representation of like South Asians, like based off of that Zoltar. Like that Zoltar was like this mix of random ethnic other exotic like the beard the exotic exotic darling yeah and i reminded you of that thing that happened in a steven spielberg movie uh i think it was raiders of the lost ark and it had amri shpuri in it and he was playing the baddie and i remember they went into the baddie's lair and indiana jones was obviously in there and they were like what's everyone eating and everyone in there who was obviously indian i think ethnic let's just say uh, they were eating monkey brains because that's what we eat in India. Apparently. That's what, you know, when you come home from a hard day at work. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. A country that is majority vegetarian eats monkey brains for dinner. Sure thing, boo. Thank you, Steven That's what I grew Spielberg. up on. Shout out <laughs> what to about you, you Raj? Um, <laughs> yeah, like my mum sometimes puts monkey brains in my porridge. Fucked. It, that is actually so fucked. But you you made me laugh because you were like, oh yeah, what is one what what can they eat? What do I know? Monkey brain. <laughs> Imagine the producer. Like Yeah, the producer literally was sitting there like, okay, so we've got these Indians coming in. So like we need to like, you know, make them be eating something that's a little bit spooky, a little bit exotic, but let's say true to their roots, okay? Let's stay true to their roots. Thank you, next. We haven't been back in a long time. If this is the first time you're listening, I'm sorry we didn't introduce ourselves. I am Raj. And I am Hardy. 
And if you're new to this podcast, we basically turn our relationship L's into wins. We look at our behaviors in relationships. We think a little bit about why we did them. We do a lot of reflection here. Uh, And most of the time we're probably laughing at ourselves because we did some dumb shit and we're just thinking about it. Or sometimes we're just crying about it and like you just don't know about it because we're styling it out. Uh, Oh, yeah. uh, you know. Now, when we say that we talk about relationships, we're talking about any relationship that exists in your life. So that person that keeps sending you scam texts, I told that person today to fuck off. I keep blocking the numbers mm. and they keep coming back to me with this, you know, this Hermes parcel scam mm. that's going around where they're like, they text you and they're like, oh my God, your Hermes parcel will not get delivered unless you click on this link. And Yeah, but you responded to it. I just responded and said, stop sending me these these texts, dickhead. Because I keep blocking the numbers as and when they come in, but they keep texting me. I feel like that's how they know you're real and they know it's a real number. So then I don't respond. They can't get anything from you responding. It's just if you go into that link and then put in your details because they try mm. and get you to pay for your delivery. I want them to think I don't exist. They know I exist. That's how they got my number, right? They know so many things about about me for example the week I was having my internet fixed they knew I was having my internet fixed so that they were sending me scams so about weird. my internet so I'm just like whatever you guys do it's, it's fine anyway so that person we could be talking about your mum your cousin that always asks you when you're getting married even though they know that you're single as fuck your pet who gets grumpy when you don't feed them bananas but you're trying to make them lose weight so you don't want to feed them bananas or the random dude that you started chatting to while you were at brunch which happened to me and Hardy. We were talking to some guy at brunch. You think he was cute, yeah? You thought he was cute as well. We said he was all right. He was all right. Yeah, he was cute. Anyways. But he clearly had a lot of relation. He had a lot of issues when it came to relationships, which we'll talk we about We don't later. know he had a lot. And he was quite open about them. He was open with us about, but then I think it, maybe it's just because we're so approachable and we bring that out of people. I think we were asking the right questions. I feel like we were giving him a free therapy session. Even though we're not qualified at all. Yeah, unqualified therapist. I feel like that's a good title for us. That's fine. <laughs> so if you've got a relationship lesson that you can share with us based on one of the relationships in your life or something that's gone down that's made you want to say thank you next, make sure you email us, send us voice notes to... Hi, thank you, next podcast at gmail.com. And follow us on socials to get involved in our polls, our giveaways, random shit we want to share with you from TikTok, like a card of ride. That is a banger. We've asked you for a voice note, so we're going to share with you a voice note that we've received, okay? This voice note. Can you believe it? Is from Caroline. 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 Uh, that's not a nice song about someone called Caroline, but is it is that is that what you're saying? Caroline, she needs a golden calculator to divide. Yeah, it's not a nice song, is it? No. Sorry, Caroline. Sorry, Caroline. Sweet Caroline. That's what we'll say. So uh Caroline says that we're both awesome. This is so cringy, I don't want to say this. She said we're both awesome and she adores the podcast and she says it's kept her sane throughout this horrible situation with a deeply selfish person. But now that she's got a lesson out of it and she keeps going and she and they've become a distant memory and she's become a wiser person, she can be grateful for it. And that's very valuable, she says. So this is what went down with Caroline. I've been through a recent friendship breakup with someone that I was very close to and it has taught me to not mistake discouragement for advice. I've recently found out 
that I was discouraged from taking up an opportunity by this person. And I thought, well, it was packaged up as advice and I thought she had my best interests at heart. But it turns out she took the opportunity for herself. So as you can imagine, my trust is feeling pretty betrayed. But what I'm saying thank you next to is not backing yourself. If someone discourages you from doing something and makes it sound like it's in your best interests, you don't have to take that advice. If you think you can do it, just do it. Just just take it. Just go for it. I feel like straight off the bat, if anyone is going to discourage you from any opportunities, it's always in your worst interest you didn't know that that person was going to take the opportunity for themselves but any opportunity can lead to anything and if you're really positive about it it could open any doors you even meet people like think of the positive that you're going to get out of it so why would someone ever discourage you from taking an opportunity unless like say for example you're my friend and you're really sad right now and i know that something would make you feel sadder or like if i knew it was wrong for you if i thought it was wrong for you if it was something that's completely not in your mm. interests or something you're overqualified for. And obviously this person has now gone on to take that opportunity for themselves, which is just, Fucked up. you know, it shows you that there's snaky behaviour there and they are a Slytherin. Have you ever had something like yeah, that? Yeah, kind of. I think kind of, but like, I don't know if it was like so much words of discouragement, but I did have someone go behind my back to get an opportunity that was mine uh, when I was leaving that opportunity anyway, and I would have helped her do that, but she went and did it behind my back and it got back to me and it wasn't very nice and I don't talk to that person anymore because I thought it was very snaky and it's just like you didn't need to go behind my back about stuff like that and do all of that when I'm keeping you in the loop about things but it would have made it awkward but it would have been way much like a better less snaky to be upfront and be like I'm interested in that opportunity. I might go for it. Honestly, I, and it wouldn't have been awkward because like, I've actually helped this person with their career so much and like given them ins and things like that. If it was my decision to get head out of an opportunity and make my way away from it, I don't care who gets it next. It might as well be someone that I know, right? If you discourage me though from taking an op, say if I told you about something yeah. and then you discouraged me from doing it and then went for it for yourself, that's fucked. Yeah. And also that person must know you're a threat and you're so talented that they probably wouldn't stand a chance with you in the way kind of thing. Although we shouldn't be thinking about all this stuff like scarcity, like it doesn't fucking exist and that there's not millions of opportunities. Yeah, that's fucked. Imagine if I did that to you. <laughs> I was like, Raj, don't do this. And then I went for it. No, it's just it just wouldn't be a thing, innit? And that's the thing. Like, I just think when you do sort of talk about opportunities that are coming your way with your friends, they're more than likely to encourage it, even if you're not feeling it. Mm. Like people tend to sort of go down that way when they actually care about shit that's happening. And I remember even when I was like leaving the podcast that I was doing at Radio 1 or whatever, like everyone was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you doing that? Da, 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 da. Because it was an opportunity, isn't it? And it was like a golden opportunity that, let's just put it like this, as a brown woman doesn't come, there's not many brown women there, innit? Like, so it was just a bit like, oh my God, like, why are you doing this? And that's the natural reaction that you want. But it's when someone's actually, the thing that is weird about this one is that it's words of discouragement disguised as advice. Because mm. it's like, you go to your friends for advice, but like, if they're disguising discouraging things as advice, mm. how are you going to even clock that that's happening? I think sometimes when you're in a bit of a shitty place, when your mind's a bit like fogged, you're like anxious or you're not sure, 
it's like you're not operating at 100% level. And then if you go to someone for advice and then they give you, yeah, they say that sometimes it's hard for you to even like see through it because your mind is so fucking clouded. Um, but yeah, no, that person's not obviously a friend at all. And I have to think back to things. I feel like people have done this to me loads of times that like given me advice, advice inverted commas, which is actually discouraging, but I'm taking it as advice. And because they're my friend and I've given them that place in my life, I take it as advice and I trust it. But looking back on those situations, I'm kind of like, oh my God, they were always just trying to put me down or trying to like, be like, you know, almost like negging, but like giving you advice, but it's negging. People want to see you do well, but not better than them in it. And that's it. That is the, that is the problem. And I think that's what you got to recognize is that your real friends are the ones that don't give a fuck. Like, and they're happy for you either way. And like that are celebrating your wins with you or like commiserating your losses or turning your losses into celebrations, whatever. And I'm only learning that really like now. I wonder, Caroline, how you, have you had a conversation with her since? Like, Caroline, give us an update, actually. Did you try and talk it out or have you just sort of left that person to it? And um, how did you find out that they went for that opportunity? Um, how were they discouraging you? Like, what did they say? Maybe we could find some red flags in this. Mm. Yeah, I do just think it's that thing of like, when you trust someone, like whatever they say, you're going to think it's advice and you're going to think it's coming from a, a good place. I try and not give advice like willy nilly because who I don't know what's right for other people, but there are certain people who you, you do trust and you give them that place. I guess it's that thing of that like you've always got to sit with yourself afterwards and sort of assess that advice and fi- figure out what works for you and not really, you know. I would ask a few people's advice if I was that unsure about something. I don't know, man. Caroline, we need some updates. Caroline. 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 Thank you, next year, snakey friends. Yeah, thank you thank fucking you. next. So Caroline's friend, who is snaky, thank you next. Like, you little we, snaky Jake. We hope you find the light in your journey. <laughs> in the journey. Oh my God. I wish <laughs> we need a singing bowl. I, yeah, I need a singing bowl. And I want one of those things that goes, bang, jang. Mom's like, got jang. those. Yeah, I want these. And I can, I can say these spiritual things. You know, I'm so spiritual now. You know that, right? You are fucking spiritual. This is great. So fucking spiritual. So spiritual. You went to a fucking cacao ceremony. Raj, I don't even know what this, just tell us what the fuck it is. I tried to take Hardy crystal shopping on the weekend. Basically, listen, I know when I've been in a shitty place, I, but I don't have time for a lot of some things, like more bullshit. But like, you know, like- <laughs> It's not I bullshit. Like adding more and more makes it more complicated when really for me- the most simple things work like moving my body or being outside or breathing. That's also that's also very spiritual. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I just try and do those things. I, I try and not complicate things too much with like extra things. And also I'm a bit of a minimalist. Like I don't like having too many things. And I've got like a couple of crystals, but I don't, I don't really rate them, but I guess they're okay. I don't really use my crystals. That's the thing. I have them about and they're there for like their meanings. And I put them in the right place according to whatever they're there for. But mainly it's aesthetically pleasing for me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You know that big crystal I bought, that peach and white one? It's just pretty and it matches my room. And my mum's mate's talking about buying a new house, whatever. And she was talking about, she did a thing, she went in a house and she had some energy thing. One of these things that was like... Sort of, Reiki. Oh, she an just, energy, like what? 
She does Reiki, like but a, they also had. I'm doing the my fingers pointing towards each other like an they energy. They have a tool, tool that thing. tells you. Yeah. Oh wow. And she was like, she went That's in the like house yeah. to check the energy or whatever. Yeah. And then she was like, there was one bit where the energy was like off, and then she put things there, and I'm guessing it would have been crystals and other things to make it better energy. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I thought that was interesting. It is interesting. Anyway, you taught me crystal shopping. Anyway, back to it. Anyway, we didn't get a crystal, but I've decided I'm going to get you a crystal when I see one that speaks to me okay. and sort of says. I want to be Hardeep's crystal. Oh. <laughs> so, um, so I sound like a fucking crazy person, don't I? No, I you don't. But mental. tell us about this cacao but, um, ceremony because we sa- we've saved this for the podcast. I told her not to tell me. I went to a cacao ceremony with my friend Pav and uh, it was something that, I remember I told you I had this life coach and she was very spiritual and she was also a period coach, mm-hmm. but she introduced a lot of spiritual sort of stuff to me and she used to drink cacao. So I always buy this cacao that I drink like at night, especially when I'm on my period and stuff. When you say you drink it, like how? Um, so the cacao that I get um, that she's recommended to me is actually just a cacao from Amazon and it's powder. Um, so it's cacao powder that you just mix with like either hot milk or hot thingy. But the cacao from the cacao ceremony is literally from cacao pods and they make the cacao from that and then they make a drink from that that you all drink and I think it's based on I want to say Mayan it's a Mayan ceremony I'm not sure though um but I know that they did these ceremonies like either in Mexico or South America or somewhere along those lines and it was traditionally done for elders who were looking for answers to problems and things like that. And they would meditate on them by drinking the cacao. What the cacao does is it works with your heart chakra and it opens up your heart chakra and it makes you connect to your heart more. Um, So you sort of get messages like in your meditation, apparently, um, which I I mean, I can't, we'll get into that in a minute. This does sound good. You know, there's this show that came out actually over our break, which I also watch. I've watched every show that came out in our break, by the way, and it was called Nine Perfect Strangers. And it's got, I said to you actually, tell your mum to watch it and let me know what she thinks. So it's about a healer and Nicole Kidman plays the healer and she's got a Russian accent. And the first time I heard the accent, I was, laughing my head off yeah but anyway we'll get into that another time but um so she's this healer and uh she's microdosing everyone on ayahuasca and ayahuasca is like this herbal drug thing i guess but it makes people trip that's what my housemate we were talking about this we were talking about this in our last episode actually before Mm. we went on our break you were saying that your housemate did it and um I was like, yeah, getting into it, all of that. But yeah, that's what that show's about. She microdoses everyone and um, they all have these visions and then it changes their life and they get in touch with different parts of themselves. But yeah, so um, that works with your brain and that's why you sort of get all these, uh, you, you trip on it or whatever. But this is, it works with your, it's, it's not dangerous. Let's just put it that way. It works with your heart. So it's just sort of working with whatever's going on with you. So that everyone else there was... It was like their third or fourth time doing a cacao mm-hmm. ceremony. It was mine and Pav's first time, mm-hmm. obviously. And I walked into, it was actually at someone's house. So you go in, everyone like says hi, wherever you talk. Then you go into this teepee tent thing, like a proper teepee. It was beautiful. And there was this woman there and she looked like the princess from Never Ending Story. She was dressed in all cream. She had this like massive gold lotus th- necklace on. She had a gold like head headband piece thing on and I was just like I literally said to her you look like the princess in never ending story did you ask her where she got it from no and she gave me a hug and I was like oh I want a hug from her did she get it from Toys R Us (laughs) shut up man she didn't understand my reference and I was like great I'm the only 80s baby here obviously she must be like a 70s baby or something anyway so we sat down and then you set your intentions for the ceremony and what you're there for and what you want to get out of it so everyone goes around the room and they set their intentions then she tells you 
to look at the charm that's on your thing. And she gave us the cacao thing. Oh my God, I wish I got the cup for you. I've packed the cup away. It's a clay cup. Mm. Next to the cup is like a little red thread with a charm on it. And everyone's charms were so specific to them. It was wild. You have to, and you pick up the charm and she says to everyone, talk about the charm and how it relates to your journey or whatever. And mine was a key with a heart on it and loads of little hearts around it. And I was just like, oh my God, because everyone's been, well, Pav has been telling me for months that my heart chakra is blocked. Mm. And I was like, no, 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 but I'm pretty sure it was anyway. And my intention for my cacao ceremony was to remove any, (laughs) to expose myself to any of the self-sabotaging behaviors that I have that are stopping me from moving forward in any parts of my life. Uh, (laughs) And what what are those? Um, I had a lot come up during my meditation. In my, so then you do this thing and then she does a guided meditation and her you drink the cacao first, obviously. Then you do a guide. Oh, she made us pull cards as well. And I pulled cards and there was this Reiki healer and I pulled a card and it was like of a Mary Magdalene card. And she was like, I could see Mary Magdalene's energy around you. And I was like, what is going on? Please. I'm trying to get in touch with this Reiki healer to get meditation lessons because my meditation is like shit, yeah. Everyone else there was obviously very much more ahead of me. I'm very like, a baby when it comes to meditation they do a guided meditation and she guides you to meet your ancestors she's telling you that you're sitting around a fire with your ancestors and everyone else that was in there they had chats with their ancestors in their meditation via their guided while she's doing guided meditation by the way there's someone playing the drums there's like music <laughs> there's all sorts of things coming and they ask your permission to touch you before you do your meditation so I was like yeah that's fine you can touch me <laughs> like you know and um she came over and she like she touched my sacral chakra and she touched my heart chakra and then she went back to my sacral and I went and asked her afterwards oh and she gives you a personalized message that she gets from someone and she the message she gave me was let it go she was like, let it go, let it go. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And um, and then, yeah, the messages that I got were pretty much like that. Um, I self-sabotage myself a lot by checking up on my ex's WhatsApp. She said that to you? No, I got this. At, so when you were meditating, yeah, like, so obviously everyone else saw their ancestors and they were having chats with their ancestors and whatever. And I was there trying to connect to my ancestors and nothing was happening. But I got, I heard songs. So I got songs in my meditation. Like I didn't hear, I got a ride. Baby, I didn't hear that. Ride. But I, I got two songs. So I got Nas and it was, it was such a random song. I know I can be what I want to be <laughs> if I work yeah. on it. I got that. And then I got, um, you know, that song that I tell you that I'm obsessed with, Alicia Keys and Drake. Um, and I got the lyric. Um, fireworks. No, not fireworks. It's the it's the one that he wrote, um, Unthinkable. All right. And the I'm lyric was... Baby. Yeah, so the lyric was, um, someone's got to make a move tonight. Who's it going to be? In my head, I'm like, not me, obviously. So anyway, so that was um, that was the lyrics. And then I got like, I saw my, I saw an old budgie. I saw a rabbit and I got messages like, let me actually get them from my phone just so I know that. All right. I got messages saying that I'm safe now and that I am safe. But it's like the messages when I'm saying it, it sounded like it was me saying it, but it wasn't me. Mm which was weird, Um, and that I need to reconnect with my inner child and that my self-talk is really negative. I heard someone talking about myself really positively and it was my voice, but it wasn't me because I don't talk about myself like that. Um, So I assume that the message is that my self-talk is very negative and that I need to work on positive self-talk. So I'm going to do, you know how you've got notes around your flat? Mm. 
I'm going to do positive self-talk things like on post-it notes everywhere because it's pretty wild. But anyway, I got loads of messages. And then afterwards, everyone um, everyone talks about their experience. And then she makes you a vegan meal. And then you just have further chats. And I said to her, like, when you were healing me, like, what did you feel? Was my sacral shenta blocked? And your sacral chakra is like where all your creativity is and stuff like that. Because I've been saying to you for ages, I've been trying to write and I'm just blocked. I can't write. I can't do anything. She was like, it was your heart that was blocked. And I had to ask your heart for permission for your sacral to be free. And I was like, okay. But anyway, since I did it, I feel really chill and I feel really like self-aware about things that I wasn't self-aware about before. Because whenever you've tried to tell me that I self-sabotage, I think I, I admit it, but I don't really want to explore it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I'm just like, yeah, I am. Ha ha ha. And then I walk away from it. And mm. But now I'm like, okay, I'm actually going to explore that. I'm going to work on that. I'm going to actively work on my self-talk. I'm going to actively work on this stuff. And even if it wasn't my ancestors talking to me or whatever, it was a one hour and a half meditation, at least by spending that long, just thinking and focusing on whatever I wanted to set my intention to focus on. At least now I know that, okay, these are things I'm going to work on. And I know that that's what I'm going to work on over the next six months or whatever. I feel like I needed to go with you, you know? I want you to come with me so bad. <laughs> I want you to come with me so bad. Because like, I've, I've not said it obviously yet, but I've been feeling really lost and um, yeah, a bit down. I don't know if it's whatever or whatever, but that sounds really useful. And all the things that, that you've just told me, like the let it go, I definitely in terms of your ex and, and things that you hate about the workplace we don't talk about, it's like, it's aged stuff but it's i understand over. but yeah. it's gone it's gone yeah. so yeah 100 percent. and yeah that seems very interesting it's so good like obviously i'll tell you more when we're not on the podcast yeah but i got so many messages and it was just like oh my god like the self-sabotage thing was like that even looking at him checking up on him being curious googling him from time to time that's self-sabotage so i haven't done it since oh yeah i also got that i need to connect to my divine feminine so that connecting to your divine feminine is usually like movement art but then i kept thinking about doja cat you know because she's like divine feminine but i think maybe like for my next one it would be good if we could go together it's pretty because the thing is is i think a lot of people were like i told my other mate about it and she was like oh it sounds scary it sounds scary da 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 and it's just like it's literally just you looking inward maybe we go and do some can you take your phone yeah, you could tell I had my phone in there because I was making notes on my phone. Everyone else was like journaling when they came out of their meditation. I didn't take anything. I wrote everything in my notes app. I'm very aware that people do it regularly, but it's something that I would probably want to do once a year. Like, or you know, when you yeah. feel like you need to check in with yourself. Because I think even though we are so self-aware, there's also parts of ourselves that we don't let ourselves. I've been avoiding like certain things for such a long time, like genuinely so long now. Oh, it's, it's getting stupid. Like, And things I know I need to do take care of so it's that thing in it and even that is like a form of almost self-sabotage because you're like stopping yourself from dealing with it yeah yeah i think before like even when like anyone would say self-sabotage to me i would think maybe i would get mildly offended but now i'm just like it ain't about that everyone self-sabotages i think in some way or another yeah but it's it's avoiding things that you need to deal with mm. it's like not to, it's like being scared to take that opportunity and actually not taking it mm. do you know what i mean mm. or not even going for it being scared to go for it and that's like a self-sabotage thing. But yeah, so I'm really spiritual now. My spirituality is strong. Guys, it's strong in this one. We're like... And when we were at brunch, yeah, we're like so spiritual. And obviously I'm dragging Hardy there with me. So <laughs> when we were at brunch, we were talking to this guy and he was next to us. And he was told us that he hasn't been single since he was 18. 
and he hasn't not been in a relationship since then. And like, he looked about, how old do you think he was? I thought maybe 30-something, but yeah, maybe he could have passed for like 28. But that was me before I, before now I've been single for three years. So before that, that was me. What, you've always been in a relationship? Pretty much. Like I had someone about, I was in a relationship for six years. Yeah. And then before that, I was like pursuing him. <laughs> yeah. Aggressively <laughs> for like a year. Yeah. And I was seeing someone else before that. And then maybe I was single for a year and then I had a boyfriend before that. There's just always someone about, isn't there? <laughs> there was. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess it's it's different because you had that year of pursuing him. Like, whereas this guy sounds like he's just been you know in a relationship non-stop like no time by himself mm-hmm. like literally i think it's quite easy for that to happen especially now with like social media and stuff but yeah we were trying to him wait what were we gonna say about him i was just gonna say that like he was asking us like how do i because I, I said to him like you literally haven't spent any time with yourself you don't know who you are you need to find yourself oh yeah and then we were giving him <laughs> advice and then out of my mouth came something that i heard at the cacao ceremony but when i said it everyone looked at me like i was yoda <laughs> what did you say i can't remember i, I said um you need to stop distracting yourself with and looking outward for the answers and you need to look inward. Yes. And everyone was just looking yes. at me like I was Yoda and I was a Jedi and I was like, oh, shit. It's true, man. Like, I feel like there is no better advice than that because the answers are always within. Within, darling. The answers are always inside. Inside, inside, baby. I'm inside. Inside. Are you coming for the we actually need to get onto the lessons we really do. quick. I know. But before we do that, we just need to give a quick mention. Before we started recording, we saw that Courtney and Travis, Travis are a thing. Travis forever. Travis forever. I'm actually Dude. so happy for Courtney. Okay. I'm indifferent slash I'm interested because it's interesting, but I don't care. I am an active Kardashians viewer. Yes. These women have been in my life for years on end. Like I feel like they're extended family. So I'm so happy for Courtney because it's just like, I feel like Courtney tried for such a long time to make it work with Scott. Yeah. The Scott memes are hilarious. I do feel a bit bad though, but. No, don't do it. Don't do it. Because I think Courtney's protected Scott, even though they shared so much of their relationship on that show, I feel like she's protected Scott from quite a lot and protected him in the sense that she has she hasn't exposed every bad thing that he's done but the things that we know of which is like the constant drug abuse the constant cheating but then travis isn't travis the same kind of dude is he isn't he like no no is he not no not at all travis i think this is like everyone looks at travis and sees this dude with like you know i don't know the skinhead vibe and uh tatted up to the nines but like travis is really like emotionally stable as a person and he's always been in their lives because they've been neighbors for years i was thinking surely he's fancied her for years yeah yeah yeah. apparently like i was reading up on it today as a you know because i'm just curious just curious and um apparently he's been trying to date her for so long but she was fobbing him off for so long and you know how courtney so there's this um instagram profile called Nori's black book and it's like it's, it's meant to be like north but it's not north but um it's like north is thoughts on everything and she was like it's like auntie courtney hasn't had a man before you know like how she like takes her pictures with travis and whatever whatever but the thing is, is i think it is like that because courtney actually hasn't had someone that she can celebrate love with that she can trust fully and that she can see a future with and that she can see her families merging together with as well like the dude before Yanis I think that was just a ting and it? it was just a little toy boy thing and then it was like 
Scott was like the baby father that she tried to make it work with for so long. And I genuinely think if Scott did pull his finger out and sort his shit out, she would have got with Scott. People don't change. Yeah. And th- there was a point Unless in like the last couple of episodes of Kardashians where he tried to call her out for for not waiting for him and that he was waiting for her and whatever, whatever. And she just gave it to him. She was like, waiting. Scott. Yeah. And she was like, Scott, I have told you to do certain things i've told you to work on certain things and you haven't done those things so don't have this conversation with me on this camera like in front of camera like don't because i think this is the thing that we all feel sorry for scott because he's likable he's cheeky whatever but at the same time scott's not showing any growth whatsoever you're right he does date yeah what was that meme you should you saw oh i can't remember what was it like he's gonna have to dump his girlfriend soon because she's about to turn 20 no it was like scott on the way to date another 20 year old now he knows that um, thingy and thingy are together. Yeah, because who's he going to take to the wedding, babe? Some 16-year-old. Is he invited? He's going to be invited because she's she co-parents. Like, they co-parent really well That's together awkward, and they're very though. much in each other's lives. They make it work. Like, Oh, yeah, they've got kids. But how do you have the conversation? Like, how how is she just hanging about knowing that he's, like, with 20-year-old? How can you even talk to him? Obviously, you have to. The gift about the kids, but whatever. Because you have to separate that part of them in it you have to and you just got to be like as long as he's looking after the kids i'm not getting involved in any of that she's even gone on holiday with one of his things and him they've done a family vacation that's mad that's mad all those flowers that were around you know during the proposal she deserves every one of them and more she deserves the happiness and i like that she's sharing it everywhere and yeah sometimes it is cringy and sometimes you know i laughed when i saw that north post thing and it was like it's like auntie courtney hasn't had a boyfriend before and it's like actually Auntie Courtney probably hasn't yeah, had but someone if you that ain't she had a, man. a future with before. Yeah, for a long time. Like it's just that fact that this is someone that is stable that she can see a future with. And like, I think she was trying to fight for that future with Scott for so long. And then you know the other little boy toys came along, but they were just boy toys. So I just think good for good for Courtney. You go, girl. Have you seen these memes? No, <laughs> obviously I haven't because you're hiding them from not me. Be, not memes, not these memes, pitch- these pictures. Oh, she's just putting them these in the These pictures. Now. Yeah, of course I've seen these pictures. Sorry, he's like kissing her leg as she's going into the water. You Listen, know? this is, if I ain't got this, I don't want nothing else. If I ain't got this, I don't this want is, nothing else. They're on a, you are one they're on a yacht. my thigh when I'm coming off the yacht. <laughs> Ah. Yeah, I'd never seen these photos before. Obviously, oh, so when we found this was a thing, obviously we knew we had to mention it, but we've got to, I was like, I don't, I don't, I care, but I don't care. And how do we know which bits manufacturers and which aren't? But when I saw this picture of him kissing her leg, I was like, Mate, you just need to go on her Insta and scroll. Like everything is like, everything is like this. Everything is like this. I just got to say one thing about this, this picture. It's a vibe. Travis is going for the ride. The ride, the ride, the ride, the ride. Next. So, Hardeep, you've moved into a new space. I moved flats, I think a week after, or maybe the same week we did our last episode. And it's been so weird, like, moving to a new area and being in a new space. But I actually live with friends now. And in my old flat, oh, my God, you literally won't believe it. Right before I left, it kicked off. It was like hell but it's got nothing to do with me it was just my flatmate having some domestic issues it's like i was saying it's actually so mad creating in a different being in a different space um but my flat's really nice and my housemates are great but yeah i'm in a different area of london i have been finding it hard settling in just it's a bit weird and now i feel a bit sad which i think might be the weather i also was on dating apps i was on them on the last episode and then i deleted them 
just as I moved in, maybe after a week. Uh, and I had a date from actual, from the depths of hell. But we've chatted so much. I am going to save that until next week. So next week, I want to hear about this date from hell. Because uh, Hardeep has oh. teased this date from hell to me many a time. But she's like, I'll tell you on the podcast. So I've realized a lot of things though need processing a little bit sometimes it takes me a minute to process things before i can actually like before i can put it into words and that was one of them you've had a long time to think about it and you know you mentioned you know you mentioned your housemates there previously Mm. um i thought we could share one story with everyone just because they might be having certain issues and there was one thing that stood out to me obviously there were much worse things but we're not going to focus on that i just thought the story that was interesting was this person would smoke weed and blame everyone else in the house would blame everyone else and say that that no 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 it's that person smoking weed it's not me. Yeah, so the girl the girl moved in and all of a sudden it's I noticed my anxiety levels going up. Basically, the smell of weed gives me anxiety. Yeah, it does. I don't care what anyone says. And obviously, that's also related to some bad experiences. Yes, but also the smell of it I can't stand. And I have to kind of I have to literally talk myself down. You know, you're literally about to have a panic attack kind of thing. So anyway, I noticed a few nights in a row that I had to keep calming myself down and talking myself down because I could smell it. And I was like, oh, it's just somebody outside. It's just someone, you know, it's fine. Like they'll, they'll just do it on a Friday. It's all right. Okay. Um, no, it was her doing it every single fucking night. And it was pissing me off. And I really did notice my anxiety going like through the roof. So I um, asked her nicely, can you not smoke in the flat? And then she stopped smoking in the flat. Then she started smoking weed in the flat because um, she was smoking cigarettes before i actually went to her door and i was like hi i can no- notice it smells of weed and you know that really makes me anxious and every night i've been feeling really anxious can you please not do it and i i think maybe it's because she's younger than me that i had the balls to actually do that to actually go and like say something and she said she'd stop and she didn't and the whole time she was there she didn't and then it really kicked off before she uh, before I left but then um the day I left she said to my housemate is it you and he was like obviously it's not me and then he said he was in his room and he leant out the window and she was smoking out the window and he said fuck off and then she went outside that's what you get he actually told her to fuck off good for him she needed to hear it for a long time because it's just it's one thing like when you're lying to everyone else but then it's another thing when you're lying to yourself and you're literally saying to someone else was it you smoking when you're like inside? It was me. Yes, I know it was me, but was, I'm going to say it's you. Living with um, strangers and living in a living in uni accommodation, whatever, you really, really do get to see different types of people and what they're like and what people are going through. And I'm like, wow, people like you actually exist. Wow. Yeah. Okay, we're going to actually get onto our relationship lessons soon, LOL. But to warm us up a little bit, you know, we need a little bit of warming. It's been a, it's been a while. Raj, what do you want to say thank you next to? All right. This is actually from when I watched Money Heist, yeah? Mm-hmm. But it's also happening at the moment. So we know that season three of You dropped uh, last Friday on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that it? Yeah, it's only been a couple of days. It's literally been a couple of days and everyone's talking <sighs> about it like it's been out for right. like God knows how long and everyone's watched all of it. But people were sharing spoilers for You within hours of it dropping. Luckily... This time around, I've missed the spoilers, but all of my mates are like calling me and they're like, have you seen you? Yeah, I had to watch all of it because I saw I didn't want to get spoilers. I saw the spoilers. Oh, you need to watch it soon because the spoilers are going to mess it all up for you. Blah, 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 blah. So I've made an active effort to not really go on Twitter, not search anything that I wanted to search from characters from the episodes or anything like that because I know that people are actively sharing spoilers. But 
it's something that I just think it keeps happening all the damn time. And it's annoying with Netflix because it's just like people watch that in their own time. Like they don't all literally not have jobs or whatever you guys are doing or waking up at 12, like when it drops and watching all of it all night and doing an all nighter, like, and then tweeting about it the next day. And it's like, you can actually tweet your appreciation or issues or whatever with about a show without giving spoilers and spoilers just ruin it for fucking everyone so when i was watching money high season five part one which dropped just as our break was coming just as we were sort of, we were still deciding are we going to have a break or not but um we we had done our last episode right i went on twitter i was like a couple of episodes in and there's this really annoying character in money Heist called arturo he's such a fucking dick and he just doesn't die yeah and I was like let me check yeah. <laughs> I was like let me check if Arturo dies so I was just like money heist Arturo in Twitter bank what do I find okay guys if you haven't seen money heist this is a spoiler uh, I'm going to talk about Whoa. it because it's been no but I'm giving you a warning like just skip skip about 10 minutes from now yeah um so Tokyo one of the lead characters lead women also the narrator of the series dies and i found out on fucking twitter within the day that it dropped like i was on episode two or something and i was just trying to search about arturo but people were already tweeting about her death and whatever that's irritating there were pictures you know i i knew how it was coming and it really pissed me off because money heist is like it's one of those iconic massive shows it's fucking massive you know it's got a massive audience people know people watch it at different times like even the cast like as soon as it had dropped there was like this massive campaign where it's like don't share the secrets don't tell the spoilers don't do this blah 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 blah. but no everyone fucking did it and it, it ruined it because i was just like that also she's my one of my favorite characters and it was just very very annoying because last time a couple of seasons back i think a season back when i was watching money heist and i was talking to this dude on hinge he told me that fucking Nairobi died before I knew Nairobi was going to die. So I was like, you fucking ruined Money Heist for me. And now someone else has ruined it for me. And it's fucking Twitter spoilers. And it's just not fair. And I just didn't know where I could go. So this anger is actually a, a month and a half worth of anger that is like pent up. But it's just like, why do you feel the need to share spoilers when you're tweeting about how you feel about the show? Why? Because we know things drop and, you know, people watch things different times around the world and Netflix, it's not once a week. You, all you can do and what I do, I don't Google people. I don't watch along on Twitter, uh, tweet along and I would never search anyone's names because that's it. And then even if I'm talking to you about it or anybody, I'll say, because I watch things at my own pace, I'll be like, I'm on, see, I'm on episode two, don't say anything. And then if someone then goes ahead and then tells you in person or on Twitter, I guess you search for something you thought was irrelevant and then, oh yeah, it came up. But like, people are going to talk about it after, like, I may destroy you. There's a lot of things to say about that. But I don't know if you'd have to talk about the death and give... You, yeah, you don't have to. Yeah. You you could say death of a main character. Oh, I don't know, whatever you want to say, or just say mm. like, oh, lost a favourite character, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, you know that mm. there's a death coming. But and it's just it's just that thing of like, learn how to share your opinions, learn how to share your thoughts without sharing spoilers. And I mean, I will never make that mistake again of searching someone's name or whatever yeah. ever again. But it was just like, oh my Lord, why have you fucked up my whole viewing pleasure? And it was like, I was, every episode I was just watching, it was the same with the Nairobi thing. I was just expecting it to happen. I was like, oh, it's going to happen now. Mm. Oh, it's going to happen now. Oh, it's going to happen now. And when it happened, I do, I really- That is annoying. Yeah, yeah. I, I am going to talk about Tokyo's death in my first lesson 
Um, so we'll get onto that a little bit later. But I was just going to say, we've all watched Squid Games now. I feel like... I've not. I've not seen it. Oh, you haven't? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. No, but you know what? I was in Stratford Station yesterday and my Bluetooth was on and I, I got a pop-up that said, squid games accept or something and i was like oh people are being this... so fucking stupid like, <laughs> no but i didn't know if that was like Gachima, you know sometimes there's like Gachimi, promo stuff Gachima, <laughs> but this means nothing to me uh, i don't know if i'm saying it oh right, that's obviously. the tiktok sound that was the sound of the thing it's, that's the squid game sound yeah um but i was just i'm just gonna say this for anyone who has watched squid games i feel like there should be a squid game level punishment for people who tweet spoilers I am out, over and out, bang. I've seen the TikToks about Squid Games where people are like, well, I would feed the members of Squid Games and then there's that girl that everyone thinks is hot. She's very hot, yeah. I followed her on Insta afterwards. I was like, you're hot. Speaking of hotties, <laughs> before we get on to our lessons, what do you make of people thinking, is his name Joe? Is it Joe? Joe, yeah, Joe Goldberg, yeah. What do you think of people thinking the guy from you is hot? I think they're mentally disturbed. I think there's something wrong with you. You need to figure out what the fuck is wrong with you for you to be attracted to someone so toxic. And also, I don't think he's even trying to be hot. So the fact that people are finding him hot is fucking weird. Do you find him hot? Have you seen him like... No, have you seen him try and crack a smile in you? It's so creepy. When he smiles, it's like weird. It's scary. I just think it's funny because it's just that thing of like, a woman can do anything to Joe and Joe will be like, is she flirting with me? Like, are you? Oh my God. And the memes, no the memes, like me. the, the memes, like we were just looking at Netflix India meme and it is that nobody. And then me, when they reply to one of my stories, oh my God, is he flirting with me? But I have to be honest, I do think that. <laughs> if someone's like looking at my stories and shit and replying to my story, I'm like, yeah, you fucking want me, but... <laughs> That's my own issues. It's fine. We'll sort that out another time. Fucking hell. Right. You didn't tell us if you think he's fit. Is he fit? Oh, do I think he's fit? Um, no, I don't. I don't put it. I guess he's like aesthetically, like if you saw him in the street, he looks okay. But like, obviously his behavior and what he does and the fact that he's, he's so like, I did this for you. I did this for you. It's like all this bullshit. How they, they, him and love, like convince themselves they're good people. I'm just like, get a life. Is that, I just think the actor, Penn Badgley, like as Joe, is not attractive, but Penn in general, I think he is attractive, like in his day to day, you know, whatever. But it's just like, mm, mm. Joe, if, if people. Do you like it when he puts on that hat? No, I hate that. And like, I, I have um, an ex of mine that used to wear a hat like that. And I'll be like, please don't do that. You look like Joe. Like you look like, jo and you know, they would still go around doing it. But it scared me because it was just a bit like, you actually always were a psychopath and I just didn't see it because you went around trying to look like Joe. It's weird. Next. Right, we're going to get on to our lessons. Oh my God, it's been a while since we did these. Fucking hell. Lesson one is coming from you. It is coming from me. So one top me. 
being too attached to the life that I'm currently living is a no-go. And again, this sounds like a hella spiritual lesson that like mm. we need one of those sound. Do you make that noise that sound bowl would make? <laughs> it sounds like I'm living a life of non-attachment, a very Buddhist life, um, which I definitely am not, but I do want to practice non-attachment. But the lesson, this lesson is, I was, I was told you guys I was going to talk about Tokyo's death in Money Heist. And this lesson actually comes from that death. And it starts off quite, because in season five, we see her love story with Renee, who was her first love. And she actually that is her the love of her life like sorry to Rio but that is the love of her life and it's all about like kind of how she got over that death Mm. and how she moved on to the next stage of her life and how meeting the professor and meeting Rio was actually in her words in that it's been a while since I've watched it so it's probably I'm paraphrasing but it was like her second life she was saying and it just kind of made me think that in life in our one life that we have we do live so many different lives right Like Mm. you were a student at one point and you had whatever, or like I was coming out of high school, going to uni, thinking that I had met the person that I was going to marry and spend the rest of my life with and God knows, God knows what, right? You're constantly a different version of yourself at different stages of your life. Mm. So why do we get so attached to that one thing that's happening in our life at that time that where we get to the point where like, we're not going to, I'm not going to change this. I'm not going to let this go because this is who I am. And this is what my life is about and blah, 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 blah. So whether it's a job, like I've seen people do this, they get so attached to their jobs. And then when something happens, like their role changes or they lose their job or something, it's like they have an identity crisis because they're like, who am I without this job? Mm. But it's like, that was one part of your life. That was one chapter of your life. That wasn't Mm. your whole life. You weren't going to die in that role. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I think some people want to do that and some people don't, but it's that thing that you get so attached to these random little things and these roles that you assign yourself. Like, oh, I am the funny friend like that was me before I was like the funny friend but Mm. you know I couldn't be the serious one I couldn't have a serious conversation with anyone but now I'm like oh let's talk about your spiritual demons or whatever Mm. you have so many lives within one lifetime and that if you're so hell-bent on and tunnel visioned on focusing on just the life that is in front of you that you're just never going to accept or be ready to for what's next. And there's that TikTok that I keep getting served and it's it's a sound where it's like, bow, wow, or whatever. And everyone's like, oh, you know, you're on the net or you're on to season two or season three or the next season of your life when there's new characters, new storylines, new locations. Do you know what I mean? Plot development, da, 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 da. And it's like, sometimes when you're so attached to, where you are currently at and the life you are currently living, that you're so tunnel vision that you're just not even letting new characters come in. You're not letting new storylines develop. You're not even thinking about other locations. You just set like, I go here on a Saturday morning, so I'm, I'm going there. I'll go for brunch at this place. Da, da, da. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is my gym regime and this is this is my mm. regime and this is my life and this is very much it. It's, it's just that thing that when you're, if you think like that, like when your job, when you do get let go, like, then what happens? What happens when like that friend that you thought you were going to buy a house next door to is no longer your friend? What happens when that person that you thought you were going to spend the rest of your life with cheats on you? Like what happens, you know, when someone really, really close to you dies even, like you, if you hold on to, on, hold on to like attachment to all of that stuff and just how that was and keep focusing on what it was rather than what it's going to be now and what's next, you, you're just fucking yourself up the ass, aren't you? There you go, Raj. You're just fucking yourself up the ass. Um, I think I have throughout life tried to practice non-attachment by like um not 
having too many things or switching things up so much or like switching up where I live or living I probably lived in places which I didn't think of forever kind of thing I think I've said this to you but I don't know if I've said it on the podcast like I used to cut my hair off to be like I'm not attached to it but actually I really am but what made you what made you make that decision to like okay I'm not going to be attached to this and I'm going to cut my hair just so I'm not attached to it and I'm going to move around so I'm not attached to these areas or because you always hear people say things like out of your comfort zone is where you learn and blah 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 but at the same time um I think I was attached to my old place and where I was living and the life I was living there which is why I'm currently finding it hard here where my new place because I'm like not here yet but I remember before I left I was like this is a new chapter this is exciting yeah I don't know I think for me as well like um when I had a job and then I got let go I had no choice but to be thrown into freelance life and work oh yeah a bit in social media if I want to or a bit in radio if I want to and I feel like being freelance is a bit of a lesson in non-attachment in a way yeah but it's definitely hard and there's times where I'll might do more radio work or times where I might do more social media work what are you doing now to like practice this what are you thinking about or like maybe reconsidering I think I I get attached to people a lot and I think that's one of the things and and then I think when I get let down by those people it cuts me really deep and Mm. I end up sort of blaming myself for it I'm like what did I do yeah and so I'm just kind of like it's cool like you know today I have these friends and I have these people that I can turn to and blah 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 but tomorrow if that went away like there was an argument that took place and we couldn't recover from it or god knows what I don't want to be in a place where I'm like, oh my God, now I'm lonely without them or I'm this and da, da, da. So like I, the way I practice non-attachment is by spending more time with myself and by doing more things for myself. Mm. And I don't know, I've kind of been having loads of conversations with people at dinners recently about relationships and how I envision my next relationship being and what I want it to be like. And being independent is a massive part of what I want that relationship to look like. I want him to be independent. I want me to be independent. I want my girls' nights to carry on. I want, you know, him to do whatever he wants to fucking do. And Mm. I want it to be, I was sort of talking about how I want it to be like, if I have to go away for a work trip or if he goes away, whatever, that we're not dying without each other. Because I've been around couples where someone is away for a night and the other person is like, I can't sleep without you. I can't eat without you like what do I yeah. eat for dinner now what do I do and that sense of like being lost without the other person I think you know what you said that you've been like you think about oh what am I going to do without that person I try and yeah. now I've tried and create a life maybe it's like the opposite being um, avoidant or whatever trying to not create a life where I'm too dependent on one person and I also do see the value that I get from all different types of relationships like the time we spent the other day was really nice. The time we're having right now is really nice, but equally <laughs> I might need someone for something slightly different and you might need someone for something slightly different and that's fine. Yeah. But I recently, I did recently like meet up with a friend and I met up with her thinking, I'm going to be with you all day and it's not you, lol, because this literally happened <laughs> with you. Um, yeah. But like in my head, I was like, my calendar was open for her. Yeah. We didn't decide exactly what... Um, and we met up for some food and then I was like, oh, now what? And then she was like, oh, well, so-and-so finishes work at this time. So yeah. And I was just like, okay. Like, I remember I used to do that. Not, not that to that extreme because I'd never had someone around like that 
but this person lives with the other person so it's like their schedules or so what are we gonna eat for dinner and obviously that is a thing but also like don't fucking forget about everybody else i used to be that girl too so i can't i can't blame this person for being that yeah yeah yeah. it's interesting when you've you're like seeing someone do it like something that you did before Mm. because you're kind of just like okay you're at that stage i'm just like letting her have it though because i'm like you haven't had that before so cool have that if that makes you feel good but as a friend it just makes you feel like you're just using me for the hour allotted time that you've got and sometimes i find that they meet you when they're the ones busy when their partner's busy anyway and it's like there is someone actually who is it someone i know who purposely meets me or I feel they were purposely meeting me when their partner was busy. And I'm like, you're a cunt. You're just trying to show that you've got a life as oh well. Like you're just literally trying to show your partner you've got a life. It's like you're the distraction for that little time period. And then you go back to the partner mode or whatever, which is, yeah, it's not, you know, each to their own man. But like, yeah, it's not what I want my relationship to look like in the future. No. Yeah, that I can't sleep without you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like uh, you were slept alone for the first how many years of your life? You could do it again, babes. Oh my god! If I was sleeping, if I was sharing a bed with someone, and then I had the bed to myself for a night, my lord, I would be like, "Yeah, baby, starfish, we're a fucking starfish." I was gonna sing starships. I meant to starfish. I made to starfish in a king size fucking bed. Like, no. Oh my. I, I, I remember like just those times where when I was living with um, a partner, I remember one time they just allowed me from meeting up with their sister and all of that. And, mm. and uh, oh, it was the best day ever. I can just remember it now. Like I, was, I did my nails did a face mask I washed my hair had tail in my hair I was watching like girly Netflix shows like oh my god it was the best and I was like oh this is the best thing ever and we can do that every day if we choose to <laughs> yeah I think the non-attachment thing like it's, it's just a it's just an important thing like and you said like you don't have a lot of things so like I try not to but I did when I was younger I had loads I had like yeah 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 bad dust I think everyone everyone does but it's that thing of when you're younger as well like people buy you things and And then you're like oh okay yeah and you keep them whereas now if someone buys me something immediately i'll know like am i gonna donate this to goodwill am i gonna ask them to get something else for me am i gonna do you know what i mean like because you're kind of like okay i just want stuff that a is gonna it's like marie kondo brings does this bring me joy Mm. (laughs) like or not Mm. because otherwise it doesn't need to be here uh but yeah i just I think you can apply it to literally anything in your life, that non-attachment thing. Because mm. we do get so thingy of like, if I don't get this job, then my life is going to be shit. Mm. Like, <laughs> you know, and if if this guy doesn't see me for my full potential, then my life is going to be shit. No, his life's going to be shit, but it's not my problem. Not your problem, bro. So what are you saying thank you next to, Raj? I am saying thank you next to being attached to the life that you are currently living and if you need extra info on that just watch the death scene of tokyo because she actually says it to rio like he's watching her die and he you can see he's in that hole like crying he's literally like this like (laughs) and she kind of in her head you know like you could hear her monologue and she's like rio this is a new chance for you you're getting a new life now your second life is about to start right now but you just can't see it now because you're just focusing on 
that I'm going kind of thing. But is she saying that out loud or just in her head? No, it's monologuing. It's all in her head. Like, so it's just, you know. I always think that, you know, anytime anyone tells me anything bad, like not bad, yeah. okay, whatever. Something that, something <laughs> that they didn't expect. I always just think, well, you're free now or you're this now or what are the opportunities yes. or whatever. And it's not like being toxically positive. Like, No. It's no. just about like, I don't know, sometimes there's, fucking move things about well you know what it was married at first sight the guy he doesn't want to move out of leeds to go live in ireland the guy's fit and it's island and it's beautiful and i'm like what are you gonna do in leeds mate just fucking go and did he go i don't know i haven't got there yet don't nobody tell me because i don't want to know no spoilers okay thank you next to spoilers thank you next all right so we're gonna get on to our second lesson which is being brought to us by Hardy. So one taught me. Sometimes it is a time thing. Are you excited? Are you like, ooh, what's this? Is this a divine timing? Maybe. Thing? Like, maybe it is. You know, mm. this is more, I feel like maybe this might be just more thoughts than um, actually come to a conclusion on this. I don't know if <laughs> we can't come to a conclusion on anything really, but. Not on everything. Yeah, no, yeah, go on. You know, with sex education, this is, it made me think I know about it. sex education. Otis and Maeve, like for seasons and seasons and seasons, you're like, oh, why don't they just come together? When's it going to come together? Like, you're just fucking waiting for it. Yeah. And then finally it did and it was the right time and the pieces came together for them to be an actual thing. Yeah. Obviously they parted in the end of the end. Spoilers, a spoiler, sorry. In the end of the end, they parted for whatever reasons but it was a healthy parting wasn't it it was a healthy yeah i thought it was very healthy yeah but but it was also sad because it was like they've just come together and now they're apart but anyway let's not get bogged down in their parting yeah it kind of reminded me about like friendships when you kind of like come together with people at certain times and then you maybe like uh fall away from each other at certain times or like certain people are like more prominent in your lives at certain times and not and it also reminded me a little bit of the person that I was seeing last year-ish we had been in each other's lives in and out of each other's lives so many times but then it was obviously a bad time but it seemed like a good time to try and make things work but it still didn't so it just made me think sometimes things are just down to time like it's just time (laughs) that's it really Uh, like both parties need to be open at the same time and you know there's obviously loads of different factors involved as well but yeah this is important what about life even with me and you though you knew me yeah i trolled you unknowingly i knew of you we were in each other's circles but we came together at the right or at a time yeah 100 percent. and it's just that thing of like we can actually spend time together and have real conversations and all of that and like we could have been having those conversations i don't know how many years ago when i would see you in the office or whatever um but again yeah it was it was i guess it is just a timing thing isn't it like yeah if like i just think if we did come together then maybe we wouldn't have had this dynamic yeah that's the thing like i wouldn't i wouldn't have been who i was then and you wouldn't have been on this then no whatever level I'm on now definitely not like so I just sort of feel like a hundred percent and that it it is just a timing thing and it's that thing of when you're thinking and looking back on a relationship like how you just did sometimes uh, people do this don't they they think about like if I met that person at a different time of their life 
Yeah. And what would that have looked like? And, you know, what version of them would I have got? You just don't know. And it's that thing of even like when we talk about our exes and things, like the person we remember them being isn't necessarily the person they are right now. Yeah. I think I've changed a lot. Yeah. As in, I'm not, I try and not be so reactive. I try and be a bit more independent than I was. I think the other thing that this, this has just made me think about a little bit is like with the, say I was feeling lonely. Yeah. Which I have been feeling quite lonely, even though I live with my best friend now, which is fucking like amazing. I've, yeah, so many good, so many good things are, are happening. But yeah, I was feeling lonely and I reached out to somebody who was always emotionally unavailable to me and always would show behavior of being there, not being there, taking days to respond and then saying sorry, just showing inconsistent vibes. It reminded me of a Scott Disick in the Courtney Sitch a little bit when we were talking about earlier. Yeah. You know, when I was in the situation at the time, I was like, if only this person could be doing this, 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 and obviously you can't change people. I got blanked by this person the other day and it it did upset me. And I told you about it. It obviously upset me because I was like, why are you doing this to me? But I think time has showed me as well that they're still showing the same inconsistencies that they were then and they are now. And if I had waited as, I mean, I'm not going to sit around and wait, no. but I still feel like, yeah, I don't know. You know, it's just a bit mad. But they're still showing the same shit. It's that thing of if you would have waited, you would have been essentially fucking yourself because... Literally. You know, this person is still the same person. They're still riding that same boat. Like they haven't got on the harbour and got on another boat or whatever they needed to do. So you're right. It is a timing thing. Sometimes it is a timing thing and sometimes it isn't. Like So this is, this is just it. But whereas if this person was amazing right now, then you could look back on it and be like oh, it just wasn't the right time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you kind of can't even do that now. Like you're just kind of like, Mm. okay, this person just doesn't want to evolve. I had to question myself though, because I'm like, I was saying when I told my friend about it, I was like, "Um, I am feeling lonely. Oh yeah, I am feeling a bit down. Oh, I am feeling a bit unsettled in my place. What is making me then reach out to somebody who is emotionally unavailable and treated me badly? And I'm like, why why would I do that is it not because like that's the role that you wanted that person to play and that there's a bit of hope that this person could play that role potentially at some stage I am one of those people that okay so I've got one ex that treated me really badly who was a fucking prick who would just argue with me all the time and treat me like absolute shit and I just knew it wasn't right I was in control of that I felt in control even though there was a lot of situations where I didn't feel in control because he was obviously a bit abusive I think maybe, yeah, this, it might have something to do with that because I wasn't the one to be like, fuck you. Going back to like Otis and Maeve, that being a timing thing, what did that teach you? That you can't always take things personally. Like she had bare shit going on in her life with her like mom and like the other guy. And yeah, she had like a nice thing going on with him as well. And he was like a good friend. And well, I mean, he did a bit of weird shit too, but um, you know. I don't know. There's a lot of factors involved in relationships, but time is also a thing. I've definitely, even based on our location and stuff, been closer to certain people at certain times in my life. Uh, One time I had um, a friend move close to me and we weren't that close. And now that she's further away, I feel like our interactions are more meaningful. Did you notice the Otis and Maeve thing? What did you think about their whole sitch? I kind of think that it's kind of, it, it shows that you can have a very healthy relationship, even if it's a non-relationship, because I feel like while there was a lot of miscommunication in the last time, and obviously it was down to her little friend, Tingling, who, uh, mm. 
you know, deleted Otis's messages and stuff. Like they both continually grow, but there's still like this connection that they have. They do come back to that and explore it continuously. And they're both mature enough to continually explore it rather than like, you know, be like, oh, that person's a dick. They did this to me. Like, oh, it could have been like, yeah, Maeve blanked me. She did this, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to talk to her ever again. But that's what I was going to say about the exes. It's like some people I feel like absolutely no cut off. But with theirs, it was like open and like evolving and whatever. I guess you don't think about old people and think, oh, what are, what if, if this, if that, because you yours are all dickheads. no no and the thing is is yeah it's be- the reason why i can't think about them like that is because i worked to death to make that work and if me breaking my back couldn't make that work yeah true then i can't how am i gonna you know and i and what i've recognized is that also those were such unhealthy behaviors on my part to be like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. let me break my back and fuck everything in my life up to make this work no like it can yeah, be so I did that too to be fair yeah. I, did, I I have done that I do do that I don't don't do half a job other than with the date which we'll talk about next week we're gonna find out about this date next week it's just that thing and I, what I really liked about it, it's a Maeve is that you know she got that opportunity to go to America and I don't think he did I don't think he did say stay I don't think he did say stay for me like I think he was like yeah you gotta go kind of thing but he, he did say what does that mean for us and they said they would, you know, take a break and revisit where they're at when they're back, which I thought was a very healthy, mature decision for when, you know, someone you love, which is very clear, Otis loves her because he couldn't say that he loved Ruby, innit? <laughs> I love them. Oh my God, I can't believe that. I felt so bad for Ruby. Also, can't believe she was in EastEnders. And I'm glad that Maeve's mate, is it, what's, is it, is, I want to say her name's Amy. Amy, yeah. I love that she was like, you're fucking going bitch yeah a hundred percent like you know what adam was my favorite was it adam it's groff isn't it adam groff mm. he's my favorite he's my fucking favorite really and ruby was my favorite yeah because the their character the characters grew so much this year that you kind of saw why ruby is a bitch and why she has this hard exterior and why she you know actually what her home life is like and that deep down inside she's really soft and she talks to her dad all the time non-stop about Otis. Like, it was cute. Adam reminds me of a lot of emotionally unavailable men in my life. But Adam's growing, you know? Adam's evolving. Even He's growing. Eric needed to go and he needs to grow. Yeah, 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 they yeah, both yeah. need to grow 100, separately. 100%. Yeah. Like, I think Eric's obviously in a very different place, even with his sexuality and Adam's in a completely different place. So it's kind of like, okay, cool. Hmm. But even Adam's dad, like, I really liked it when... He was at that family dinner and he just told his dad and he told, no, was it his dad or he told his brother? He brother. just told his brother like that. This is who you are, bitch. This is who you are. Do you know are. who his brother is? No. Okay, one second, one second. <laughs> Sex education season. What season is it? Three. What's his dad's name? I don't know. Adam's Adam's dad. Adam's dad's brother. I think, wait there, wait there. This is really important. Adam Groff, dad. I need to make sure it's right. Okay. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. One second. Is Jason Ice Ice Isaac? Yes. And you know who that is? Yes. That is fucking Lucius Malfoy. Oh my god! Is it? Yes. Malfoy. Fucking Lucius Malfoy. Still playing snakes. Still in TV shows playing snakes. We like. We love to see it. We love to see it. Fucking hell. We love to see it. He's been typecast, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I guess. It is weird to see him in like a modern environment though, being a prick in like a modern Without kind of... his hair and his 
wizard outfit or whatever. I was, yeah, I was really excited, as you can tell. Anyway, I can tell you're very excited. Um, I did say to you that like they've got the wands in Leicester Square at the moment, like life size giant versions <sighs> of the wands on display. So yeah, we should go have a look and play under the wands. Sounds a bit there we go. weird, but yeah. So what are you saying thank you next to, Hardy? I'm saying thank you next to forcing shit when the time is off or like waiting for the time and blah, blah, blah. Like the time's right or the time ain't right. That's it. You know what I mean? I don't believe in waiting for somebody. I think that's mm. uh, that's not a thing. Well, actually, I did wait around for my ex to, to, whilst I was pursuing him. Mm, mm, <laughs> but mm. no, I was I was a wait. I was an idiot first and then I waited because mm. I wasn't, I fucked it. I fucked my chance. But I had a second chance. <laughs> Just so everybody knows, me and Hardy, we ain't waiting for nobody. I'm not waiting, but I do hope some people change. But then it's like, I'm, I'm not hope, I'm not sitting and waiting you change for me, but I just hope you change. But then I don't want you when you changed. I don't want you. No. You know what? Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Thank you. Next. Right. We're going to get on to our third lesson. This one is coming from Raj. So one to me. To understand my triggers. Very interesting. Tell me more. Right. Me and my friend went for a drink the other night. Does she know you're going to be talking about this? No, but it's fine. She knows it's my podcast. I talk about stuff, whatever. But I got so triggered by something that she said to me. And I was so triggered by it that I went home and I didn't talk to anybody. And I just cried. I cried about it at home. And I was like, in a state, like a proper, I haven't cried like that in a long time, like proper like heartbroken, sobbing, crying, breaking down, crying. So next level crying, yeah? Very odd reaction to have to something. What happened was we were having a conversation about a couple of things and I was just filling her in on like three things that have happened in the last week or so. Nothing was very animated. I wasn't animated or anything. And it was post my cacao ceremony like so mm. i think me me post my cacao ceremony is a very chill me a very new chill non-attached me but um we got in the car and she's dropping me home and as we were near my house she was like i just want to say something to you don't get offended don't get angry don't get upset but you're really angry you need to figure out why you're so angry and what that's about was that today or in general i think she meant just about that day I guess. And I just sat in the car and normally even that, like if someone had said something to me like that and I didn't agree with it, normally I would have got really defensive about it and like mm. my body language would have changed and, you know, I would have been like, ah, nah, 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 actually, do you know what I mean? Like, let me set you straight. But even how I handled that was different, which showed me that, okay, there is a bit of growth, like, thank God. Um, I was just kind of like, I'm not really sure why you're saying that. This is what I discussed. And that what I was sharing with you on this situation was just observations. Mm. This For this second situation was concern. And for the third situation, I was just thinking that I pissed someone off. And I was I just wanted to let you know that I think I've pissed someone off. Mm. All of those things were literally nothing to get angry about. So I was a bit like, oh, okay, that's a bit fucking weird. So then I went home and I was like, oh my God, why did she say that to me? Why did she say that to me? And why would she knowingly say something to me that she knows would upset me? And the reason why she, like I'm saying that is because my previous partner who was emotionally abusive and all controlling and whatever, whatever, the way that he used to control certain situations when I would try and talk to him about 
things he had done wrong or things that were going wrong was if I was talking about something and I was passionate and maybe I was on the verge of tears or whatever, he would say to me that you're angry. You've got anger issues. You need to calm the fuck down. Like you're really angry. Da, 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 da. Your anger is messing up this relationship. Mm. So it was like a thing where it was like me trying to have difficult conversations became like me being angry. So I was really triggered that she called me angry when I wasn't angry and I had to like sit at home for ages and figure out why am I so triggered by this? But before I was at that stage where I could be like, why am I so triggered? I was just like, I can't believe she did this. And when she knows that he used to do that to me, like, I can't believe she did this. And she knows what I'm like when I'm angry. Like when I'm angry, Hardeep, like I'm pretty sure you've probably seen me when I'm angry at this stage. I can't deny it and you can't deny it. Do you know what I mean? It's something that we both won't be able to deny because I will be livid like mm. I will my body language my voice my tone of voice the the how fast I'm speaking it's all going to be very like fast and pow 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 so I was like oh my god like why is she and it became more about her when it really it was about me and the fact that I was triggered and why am I triggered so I had to go and evaluate and be like okay the reason why I'm triggered is not because she said I'm angry it's because she said I'm angry when I wasn't which is a very specific thing but it's just something that I used to experience a lot in that relationship and how that made me feel was that like I can't express myself or talk to anyone about how I feel about anything because they think I'm angry mm. when I'm talking. Is there something about that word that, okay, obviously he used to say it and yeah. so that's that's that situation, but is there something about that which you don't like outside of him? I don't know if you can think about it. Like No, because in general, like um, outside of him, people call me angry when I'm passionate, which I feel like is just how people talk about women when they've got something to say that they don't like. So I never really take it seriously when people say it in general. Do you get what I mean? Mm. When someone's saying, oh, you're angry about this or whatever. I don't really take that serious. But if it's a situation where I'm actually having a calm discussion, like now I'm talking calmly to you and someone says that to me, it does trigger me because it's like anything I do is wrong. It's like someone telling me that anything I do is wrong and that I'm in the wrong for just being there. That's how I feel. Mm. Because if I'm not angry, but you're telling me I'm angry, what does that make, does that make it true? And that's how it was in that relationship. Like everything he said was true, but what I was saying was wrong. Do you get what I mean? That's like gaslighting though, isn't it? Yeah, he was gaslighting me and he was telling me that I was angry and I had anger issues and I was this and I was that. But all I was doing was trying to solve our problems and like get to the bottom of them, which obviously was never going to happen. So that's why it triggered me. But then I figured that it was just about my past and that it's, it's like a wound that can be cut open at any time mm. by anyone who accuses me of the same when I am calm, because me being called angry is like quite, I get that a lot anyway, just because I'm outspoken about things. Do you get what I mean? People are like, oh, she's angry. And that doesn't bother me. But it's just that thing that I let it become a thing where it was like, oh my God, she's not a good friend to me. When it wasn't even that, it was just, it was something that triggered me. Mm. And it wasn't her fault that it triggered me. It's interesting that you went home and like actually thought about it and thought, why is this upsetting me after you process that the emotion? Cause then it's like- I had to Google it. I had to Google like what, what is being triggered? Da, 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 da. I read like loads of articles and things and I was like, oh my God, this is just something that hurts me that she's not gonna even clock would hurt me. Mm. Like it's not her fault. It's just that it's something that someone said to me that has made me... Because I, I, I kept all my shit in check while it was going on. But it was like once I'd got home, I was like, a mess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you gonna... Uh, we've chatted about it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we spoke about it. And I just said like, look, I got really upset because of this, 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 this. And she was just like, no, I love you. I was just concerned. I just wanted to like, you know, let you know, whatever, whatever. And it was fine. It was fine. But it was more that, that I just know that is something that triggered me. And if it's, if it's a trigger for you, you're going to have an irrational 
reaction to it. Mm, yeah. It's got nothing to do with what the person is necessarily saying to you. It's that you are sitting there and having an irrational reaction to something that someone said to you. Yeah. But what in my head, my natural reaction was, they shouldn't be saying this to me, which wasn't quite right. So it was just that thing of like, I had to sit there and understand my trigger mm. and actually make sense of it. And and I think, I don't know if no one's actually explained it like that, but it is like that. A trigger is like, it is like a, 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 a cut that can be sliced wide open and then you're just going to be bleeding from it and having like mad reactions. Like I need to go to a &E. yeah. Oh my God, stop, you know. Um, but if you know what it is, you're not going to have to react like that. Yeah. You know. A few weeks ago, I had two conversations with people. And as I was talking to them, I noticed my heart rate was getting like faster. I was talking faster and I felt really hot. I was like sweating. And then I went and spoke to my friend who like I love so much and feel so calm around him. And immediately I was calm. And I remember thinking I wouldn't have noticed these little things ages ago. There's only stuff that I would pay attention to now. Um, and I thought that was interesting. I'm thinking also about you you saying about having a irrational reaction and thinking about what happened to me last week where someone was talking to me in a certain way that reminded me too much of a certain like it was like it was like how is this almost the same situation that I had previously uh and hap happening again and I think even just being reminded of that yeah makes me upset the way it like triggered me was I was just sad just like so like can't think about anything else can't get it off my mind just feeling generally low and I did actually talk to this person about what they'd said and the content and the context and how it made me feel and they denied any having any bad um like trying to do anything bad basically but i'm thinking was that a, in my case was that irrational oh is it no because you're like trying to keep yourself safe but then with you it's like is your friend just trying to give you some advice to try and help you i don't know yeah i think in i think in my situation like this is someone who i have a lot of safe as i have a safe place and having safe conversations with like i can talk about anything right and not be judged mm -hmm. so i think i felt quite judged and that was where it was like, oh, is this not a safe place? Are you right, not yeah. that friend of mine? Have I created this in my head? And no, it was just another thing. She just misread it and she thought I was upset or angry. And she thought I needed to check in with my emotions and figure out what that was about. Mm. Cause, and that that wasn't the case. But I think with this scenario, obviously I know this scenario better than what you've described now on the podcast. So I think that when you are telling someone how you feel and when you've told them how you feel, like how she reassured me and she was like, I actually love you. Like I don't. I just wanted you to be okay. And I just wanted to check if you were okay. And that was my way of checking that you were okay. And I think that's fine. Cause I've kind of said to her, look, I went home and cried over it. And this is, this is the effect it had on me. He did say to me, oh, like, I don't want you to feel that way. Maybe don't talk to me then if that's why, da, da, da. but it wasn't like. Yeah, but that's okay. Maybe don't talk to me then. That's like, oh, I'm not going to take any responsibility for what's happened or my behavior. In yeah, this. he still didn't say what he did. Yeah. It's immature. It's fucking ridiculous mm. for someone who is a grown up to say oh maybe don't talk to me mm. then like stop it and the other thing that like I know that you know he said is banter mm. use the word banter to excuse the behaviors and the things that were said to you and these are two things it's deflections mm. isn't it 
you're not actually owning up to anything. You're not actually saying, oh, uh, okay, uh, I won't do this in public or da 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 or whatever. That is an excuse. Oh, it's banter, so therefore it's okay. No, mm. it's not. I feel like it's a certain breed of, let's say, well, it's a certain breed age of man who thinks that that's you can still get away with that, like lad banter. Like, what? Shut up. You, you know, like banter is so many different things to so many different people. Like, you know, when they're catcalling a woman and like they're making her feel uncomfortable and shit, they're going to say that's banter, isn't it? This is, yeah. Like, to a dude, that's banter. Have you like figured out any of your triggers? Like, have you come across like this kind of a thing? I am aware of where people's eyes go when I, when I speak. I think that really or where their attention goes because I have experienced people who don't listen to me so if someone was to not pay attention that fucking pisses me off but does it trigger you like do you do you it does because I shut down do you be like I'll shut down then oh I can't okay because I'm it reminds me and I'm just like right well I'm just not going to speak then all right then you stop talking yeah I'm just like that I'm done now thanks Yeah, it does. You're so funny. I guess just being reminded like certain behaviours when you see it, similar type of vibe. It upsets me and I also think, why am I in the same situation again? And I'll like beat myself up about things like that. I feel like the beating up myself thing, like I do that a lot, but um, I don't know what that's about, mate. Oh, I don't know, man. Where's Chibody G at? Chibody G got fucking oh. engaged. Chibody G got engaged. Chibody G did like some proposal thing, like where he was pretending to do something, then he wasn't, and then he proposed. And I was like, oh, Chibody G's in a relationship. Then I couldn't fit. I just, you know, like for a while, like, is it a stunt? Like, I don't know. Like, what is it real? Like, is, but it's just that thing. Everyone right now is getting engaged or married, aren't they? Who's everyone? Just them two. Maybe Courtney. Courtney, Chibuddy. <laughs> I mean, Grinder posted that picture with his girlfriend that he sent me ages ago. How dare he have a girlfriend that's not me? To be fair, I wouldn't want to be with him because he wouldn't pay any attention to me. Grinder. He thinks he's the prize. I think that's the character he plays, babe. I don't think that's him in real life. Let's hope so. Yeah. Babes, I'm the prize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. So that look, that's good. That that's something that we've established. This is a want that you have for a future relationship. That reminds me, Mark Groves, he's got a free relationship course, by the way, guys, and it ends in a couple I think it ends in a couple of days. I need to do it before it ends. Okay, how do you do it? Uh it's on his like Mark Groves Kajabi.com, some bullshit. Kajabi or hijabi. All right. Kajabi. All right. Mate, I like how we go from being triggered to Chibuddy G. It's just where we could go like, with the same place. So Raj. What are you saying thank you next to? I'm saying thank you next to being triggered and not realizing where that feeling is coming from. That ain't it. That shit ain't it. If you're being triggered, you need to figure out like, what the fuck? Where's that coming from? What is that about? Why am I sitting here crying? What's that about, dude? What is that about? Mm. Look inward <laughs> and, and mm. like, just be like, okay, that's what that's about. And that's fine. That's okay. You know? And that's something that I'm not cool with moving forward. But it's just that thing of like, as well, like not to get defensive about shit. Because if I'd got defensive about it, I don't know how that would have played out that whole situation. (sighs) That's it. It's all done, isn't it, Hardy? Our lessons are done. We've caught up a bit. Can you believe it? We're back in the swing of things. We're not going to be leaving anytime soon. Make sure you're telling your friends to subscribe. Make sure you're subscribing. Make sure you're sharing this episode with someone who needs to understand their triggers. Somebody who is waiting for the right time. Divine timing, divine feminine energy. I'm feminine. I'm feminine. Someone who is wondering what a cacao ceremony is all about. Someone who is attached to their cuddly toys from age two. Someone who's attached to their crystals. What are you attached to? Probably my rabbit, my bunny rabbit. 
I love her. Mm. I like looking at her and stuff. I like playing with her, giving her cuddles. Don't know. What are you attached to? If there was a situation where I needed to escape really fast, yeah. Obviously, laptop phone, the most expensive. Um, right. Like my brother bought me a salt lamp. Like that's heavy though, so I couldn't run with it. But you know, just nice like, things. I got like that was nice. Mum's got my like those things. She got me some plants. Like I would. So if if there was an emergency, you'd run with the salt lamp, the laptop, the phone, the plants. I can't save all the plants though, can I? Yeah, I think if there was an emergency, I'd just get blue and chip, pick her up, run out. I'd take my phone, obviously. I'll leave the laptop. It's fine. It's all backed up anyway. I guess everything's obviously yeah. That's the thing as well. Even with that, it's just like it's you get it. Who cares? You know when I've been going on these breaks and stuff, I don't do any work or open my laptop and stuff and i'll take like a bag of stuff and that's what i'll get used to just like the t-shirt and the pants or whatever and whatever trousers i've took with me or whatever i don't care about my other things i'm just like well you just forget they because you're not using it every day so why would i care exactly exact mundo why would you care hey please do email us or leave us a voice note like Caroline, Caroline did because then we can chat we can chat dog Caroline give us an update give us an update on what's been going on like we need a little bit more on that story right mm. Mm. Uh, so you can email us we are hi thank you next podcast at gmail.com or you can dm us on socials we are at thank you next pod on insta tiktok and twitter if you liked what you heard make sure you hit subscribe or follow on acast spotify apple or wherever you listen to your podcast and don't forget to give us a review so other people can find us and they can hear about like crystals listen we haven't even talked about this it's spooky season right now i've been on two ghost tours already save it for next week i did a ghost tour in brighton i did a ghost tour in london no but i'm wearing orange today because i'm dressed like a pumpkin this is meant to be my spooky season outfit number one for the podcast i am indifferent to seasons and spooky seasons i hate horror and halloween it's not a vibe oh my god there's a new scream movie coming out there's so much shit going on it's just it's a great time you is technically spooky season viewing because he's a spooky guy right yeah but i would never watch it alone you don't watch you alone no oh wow i did watch the last season alone and then i noticed my mental health after i finished watching it alone um for anyone who's into spooky stuff uh what did i watch on netflix that was so so good sabrina midnight mass midnight mass on netflix is absolutely fucking sick and you know what there's so much drama there's so much monologuing but if you keep going for like two three episodes there's there's some spooky shit going on in there and there's really good commentary about religion on that actually we're gonna have to talk about that in another episode it's fucking amazing is it scary it's yeah it is scary it's about vampires can't watch it mate sorry it is scary but they're so it's very very smart what they're saying about people who are like overtly way too much religious you just can't trust them i agree i agree you know when people judge me about my spiritual stuff you know people judge me about it i'm just like shut the fuck up like you go here and you worship this thing that someone told you to worship so you find your own way man you find your own way so you can't just judge everyone else so we'll be back next week with more shit. We want to say thank you next to you. Make sure you let us know what you want to say thank you next to you. I am going to be planning my Halloween sleepover, which I invited Hardeep to, and she said no. Wait, I thought I left it open, but actually you're right. No, because it's going to be creepy, so I'm not doing it. It's not going to be creepy. It's it not is. Gonna be cre- You're going to tell like weird stories and watch weird shit. We're going to watch one scary movie. Yeah. Nope. We're going to eat food. We're going to share ghost nope. stories. We're <laughs> nope. going to... Oh my god, why?
if it was just like a Halloween themed and you were like laughing and joking about ponies, then yeah. We will be laughing and joking about ponies. Yeah, I can't be there and you're like, no, telling ghost stories, no. Mm -mm. Oh my God. How can you sleep at night? Really peacefully. Nah, I'm mad. All right. No, I do get scared. Like sometimes if I see a shadow, I'm like, oh my well, God, yeah, same. That? I get scared of my own shadow quite a lot of the time. But anyway, we're moving on. But Harley, that's what they call living on the edge. Living on the edge. You know what they call living on the edge? <laughs> Me keeping my wee in. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think is that you saying that you need to go and pee right now? Yeah. Okay, fine. We're gonna let you go. I won't carry on this conversation then. We'll see you guys next week. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks, but. Uh,